to the Star Wars Brothers Podcast. I'm Cliff Boyd, and I'm here with John Boyd. This is the way. And Drew Shepard. Uh, hey. Hey, guys. Uh, hey. Hi. So, John, we were just uh, right before we started recording talking about your uh, experience with COVID-19. You have, you and your family, I guess all. Did everybody catch it? All, did yeah. you all become victims? All, all the kids had like cold symptoms, so we assumed they got it. Um, mm. and, and my wife did test positive as well. So, yeah, they probably had it. Okay. Was but, that the worst of it? Just cold symptoms basically for y'all? Uh, yeah, my wife had, uh, had headaches and she, lost, she still didn't have her taste or smell. Uh, oh, she actually, lost her taste. Okay. Yep. Actually, no, she does. She does have some taste back today. Um, but like extreme tastes, like extreme flavors. Hmm. Um, huh. so we got some Mexican stuff and she could kind of taste in the burrito bowl, uh, what she was eating. So, oh, okay. You said Mexican stuff. I was thinking like sombreros. <laughs> you know, <and> yeah. <laughs> I was thinking like ghost peppers, <laughs> guitars. No, I don't no. know what else is. No, no, that is the I thing. She said, uh, <laughs> like if something was spicy, she could till, still have the, the heat. <laughs> She'd still have the heat sensation, um, just not the flavor of the spiciness. That's so funny. Uh, so she'd was... eat Takis because she couldn't taste them, but at least she could have some kind of, I guess, taste sensation there huh. where, it's, uh, where it's burning, I guess, is better than nothing. So yeah. the chemical signals from the brain are still being sent out to the body, like, help, something's happening. You know, what's this yeah. spice that I'm tasting? You know the the endorphins and the adrenaline, but without the flavor, that's, that's without wild. the flavor. Yeah, we were saying it's kind of it's kind of scary. Like you could be eating like some really rotten food. Yeah, oh, yeah, and, and not even know it. You know, that's your taste kind of protects you from eating bad stuff. Mm-hmm. You know? sure. And smell, you wouldn't be able to smell it. You could be eating a rotten egg and not even know it. Yeah. Yep. All right. Um, um, well, hang on. I was, yeah. uh, there's a, there is a, uh, woman we go to church with who also caught COVID-19 and was, was basically saying the same thing. She said, um, that she couldn't taste, but she could taste spicy. She also said she could taste sweet and that she could taste sour. But there was no depth of flavor. It was just like one of those three. If it was one of those three things, then she could she had a, a sensation of some sort um, that would indicate that that's what it was. But um, but uh, was really missing flavors yeah. <laughs> yeah. and smells. Yeah. She lost her sense of smell as well. Yeah. So as so. as I was saying, how I kind of figured out I had it, um, I was uh, I was riding in in a car with uh, some people going to church, and they were talking about a skunk. And, uh, and, and I had actually just yawned really big (sighs) and then they were like, Oh, you smell that skunk. And I was like, (laughs) like, so I started trying to smell my breath thinking, man, this is bad. Cause you know, you don't smell your own breath usually, uh, but everyone else can. Um, and I was like, that's embarrassing. So I'm not going to open my mouth like anymore in this car. Um, and then uh, just like a few days later, we went to close on our house and I passed that same area in the car with my wife in the car. And she was talking about the terrible smelling skunk. 
And I was like, I don't smell a thing. And I was like, come to think of it, I don't know the last thing I smelled. Like, mm. you just don't think about it. Um, I, I guess I just thought the world was smellless for a while. Um, and so she was heading to see her family for Thanksgiving. So I went ahead and got tested uh, and I was positive. Um, but even before, like before I went to get, no, before I got my results back, uh, my wife was like, here, see if you smell this. And so like she pour a cup of vinegar and like put it up to my nose. And I was like, nothing. Wow. Uh, and so kind of, kind of bizarre, but it wasn't bad on me. Um, John, be thankful it was just vinegar. She could have done a lot worse. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and probably did. <laughs> smell but this. I, right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't smell anything. <laughs> Nothing. That's kind of a blessing, you know, yeah. it's be like, let's, let's, uh, let's eat some beans for a while, you know, let's yeah. get all the yeah. tootie foods out of the way, get you tired of them so that we don't have to worry about it anymore. I guess, I guess, but, uh, I, I didn't lose my taste. I think it did kind of get a little weaker, but I never lost it. I could always taste everything. Okay. Um, and then I got two weeks off from work in, uh, uh, all around Thanksgiving, which is the busiest time of the year for me. Cool. Um, so yeah, kind of take it easy a little bit. Yeah. But you're back at work. I'm back at work now. I've been back, uh, over a week now. I think I went back. No, I went back either Wednesday or Thursday last week. I can't remember. So right at a week. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad it wasn't, it wasn't too serious. I'm glad everything yep. worked out for y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, our grandfather's in the hospital, right? Is he still in the hospital, John, or did he go home? I haven't actually yeah, so, heard for a couple of days. So yesterday, um, he was in ICU, uh, but they wanted right. him out. They wanted. I know him. he was a couple of days ago. I didn't know. I didn't know if he was still there. I haven't followed up in the. Yeah, yeah. The so, so they day, wanted him. So. They were trying to get him out. They just didn't have any rooms anywhere else, uh, other than ICU. Um, and so he was just kind of stuck there because okay. of other COVID patients. Yeah. But still, um, still doing better. Still on the on the still way better. The, so. the the COVID is gone. It's just yeah, pneumonia, the lung right? damage. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, and the pneumonia. Um, it's kind of funny story about that too. Uh, uh, he uh, he got to know my grandpa, but he is he is definitely not one to want to be. I could never picture him, you know, stuck in a hospital. Um, oh yeah. And so, uh, he'll be talking to people and he'll be like, hurry, I need you to call Steve and Bill quickly, uh, to whoever he's talking to, which is my, my dad and my uncle. And so they'll get off the phone real quick and call them. And, uh, and it'll be my grandpa telling my dad that he needs the blinds adjusted in his hospital room. <laughs> um, and, but that he'd been calling for him and nobody was coming. Um, so just kind of a funny story. Uh, you know, this is real urgent. Call them quick. I need the blinds adjusted in my, yeah. uh, my room. So, yeah. Hmm. Well, hopefully he comes out. Okay. But he's in his, uh, he's, is he 90, John? Do you know? Uh, I, think 90, think 91? I think he's 90. He's right. I'm 90. not sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's, that's pretty serious for him, but you know, we'll see what happens. Hopefully he'll be all right. Yep. So, John, uh, listeners don't know this, but you do. And I don't think we've explained it yet. Maybe you explained it while I was gone, Drew. Drew and I are on the same camera today. So normally we're on a Zoom call and we have three different three different videos going. But 
but today Drew and I are sitting in the same room. Yeah, special um, occasion. Sharing our sharing our germs during a pandemic. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Well, and I'm glad to stay yeah. right there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> We lost our listener. <laughs> uh, uh, well, and what, I mean, it was, it was good that Drew was able to fly in and to, uh, and to be in the same state as you for once too. You yeah. Know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We literally live like, what is it? 10 minutes. 10 minutes, 10 minutes yeah. Away. Um, yeah. No, Drew, Drew bought, brought, I, I did it. I said, yeah, no. Before I explain what happened tonight, that's one of my pet peeves. Every time I listen to a podcast and the podcast uh, hosts start saying, yeah, no, yeah, no. It's like, why do you, why do you say both? I just did it. But uh, maybe it's because I listen to podcasts where they do it a lot. So, mm. it's ingrained in my head now. But I can't stand it. I'm like, which is it? Yeah or no? <laughs> <laughs> There's a video game podcast I used to listen to. I haven't listened to it for a long time. They would do it nonstop, and and I still like the discussion, but it got got pretty frustrating hearing him say, "Yeah, no." Anyway, uh, we uh, we got we got together tonight to watch the Game Awards for 2020. That was uh, cool. We watched a YouTube stream of it. A little, a little bit, a little bit lackluster for Game Awards, but we got a really cool Smash Brothers announcement. The the next character in Smash is Sephiroth from Final Fantasy VII. So that that was kind of a cool announcement. Everything else was. Uh, Oh, were there any other good announcements besides that? Uh, announcements? I enjoyed the Persona band. Oh, yeah. That was cool for me. Yeah, the other day, a sequel to Persona got announced for the U.S. It's already, I think, been out in Japan for a while. But um, but Persona 5 um, is a game I got Drew into yeah. and have never played myself. But I, I just thought it'd be a game he liked. And I think it's one of his favorites. But um, still have yet to play it myself. But anyway... Uh, so yeah, we watched the game awards tonight and Drew made some cinnamon rolls that were amazing. Um, I tried to make kettle corn and failed twice. Um, the nah, <laughs> we had it. <laughs> so I threw away two cups of perfectly good popcorn kernels before I destroyed them. Uh, a cup of sugar and, and a whole lot of oil. We did sort of eat what, uh, what popped in the second batch, but you had to, it was kind of like eating a watermelon that has way too many watermelon seeds in it, you know, <laughs> because there were popcorn kernels all just stuck to every little piece. And you kind of had to like eat the kernel and then spit all the unpopped kernels out into the bowl, eat the popped kernels. It was kind of miserable. Um, Drew was nice about it, but he didn't get seconds. <laughs> <laughs> you have to explain though. We've, we've eaten a ton up to this point. That's true. That's true. We had eaten a lot up to then. So, um, we each had a bento box for dinner, which is, I mean, sushi, meat, yeah. rice, salad, gyoza. What's gyoza? Gyoza. Yeah. Those little gyoza? dumpling things. Gyoza? Mm-hmm. You're talking about like the, the, the ones that look like a shell with stuffing in them or the ones that are little potato things? So the potato things, I think, were shumai. Oh. And I think the other ones were gyoza. Okay. I think. Well, I ate it either way. It was good. Everything was good except the seaweed. Seaweed salad, a little bit fishy. Didn't like it. But it tasted kind of like they just scooped it out of a pond and slapped it in the microwave <laughs> before <laughs> plopping it on the plate. But everything else was good. <laughs> Let's see if they scooped eat it. it out of a koi pond or something. You know, it just had that really fishy taste to it. Oh. Gross. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't like it. Drew, did you eat yours? I, I actually like it. You did like it. Yeah. Okay, well, I should have given you mine. You could have eaten after me. I'm not a fan my, of, of my fishy COVID. taste. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I was telling Drew. It's he actually got me chicken tonight um, instead of salmon, but I like salmon. I just he yeah. knew I, I wasn't a huge fan of, of fish in general. So but we had a fun night. Yeah, yeah. night. Any other news you guys want to share before we get into it? Uh, uh, I will just say one funny, uh, slightly story, John, that sort of piggies back, piggybacks off of yours. My grandmother is 96 years old and in an assisted living facility in northern Georgia. Well, they've had 12 people contract COVID where she's at right now. And they're all keeping them on the on one side of the um of the building and they have two different sections of this building they have the you know just the standard you know you're old you're elderly you need help which is where she is and then they have what they call the dementia ward um, you know where the people they have to have a little more security because you know they don't know if they're going to run off they don't know where they are a lot of times and so they've been they have extra room over there and so that's sort of where they've been having the the quarantine section is over there and I called her the other day and I said, how are you doing, grandmother? And again, I just have to say, she's 96 years old. So you never know what she's going to say. <laughs> and she's like, I'm doing fine. They're quarantining all those crazy people over there. <laughs> and I was like, grandmother, you can't say She's like, oh, well, it's the truth. And I was like, okay, okay, grandma. Yeah, I was just like, I just love her. She's you know, oh. just speaks her mind at 96. There's nothing you can do about it. So how long ago was it that you went to visit her, Drew? Was that, did you mention that on the podcast? I probably did. It was okay. maybe two months, around two or three months ago. Oh, okay. I didn't realize it was that long. So yeah, well, we actually haven't recorded in a while. Um, we, uh, I just yesterday scheduled the last four episodes that we had recorded to go up every two days. And then I'll try to post this one shortly after, but I finally did it. Um, if, uh, if we happen to have anybody who's been listening through, uh, they're going to realize that we haven't had the normal quotes and outros. And I've mentioned getting rid of that in the past, but finally did it, finally pulled the trigger and just started posting episodes without it. And guys, it is so much easier and faster. <laughs> <laughs> so I did four episodes in less than the time it takes me normally to do one. Um, so I'll just stick to that system and hopefully we can get these episodes going up as we record them now rather than having such a big delay. Um, so apologize to listeners about that, but, um, you know, life got kind of, kind of busy for all of us. And, um, we've had to, uh, we've had to put it off for a while. Not really Drew. Drew's usually up for it, but, <laughs> <laughs> but John and I keep putting, putting off recording and, and I've had this queue of episodes I need to post anyway. So it's been like, well, I've got an episode. I got, maybe I'll just post one of the other ones. But they're finally all scheduled. They should go up over the course of the next week. Um, one of them went up yesterday. And then, uh, or did it go today? Maybe it was this morning. I forget. Yeah, I think it was first thing this morning. Um, so the next one will go up on Saturday and then Monday and then Wednesday. Um, and then I'll have this one post shortly after that. We should have another one recorded. So we're going to get a lot of back-to-back episodes here. Um yeah, it's not really an announcement because if you're listening to this one, you probably already <laughs> right <laughs> already gone through all those. But uh, but that's that's the state of the podcast right now. So all right, yeah. Well, let's do this. So all right. we for today watched um, 
two arcs worth of episodes. The first was a three-episode arc, and the next was a one-episode arc. And so we'll just take those one at a time. I'll start by kind of going through a plot summary of that three-episode arc, um, episodes 411, 412, and 413. Uh, We find ourselves in the beginning of 411 in the planet Torgaria. And we've, we see a lot of people that look um, like Ahsoka there. They have her, her sort of head tail things. So they're not tail heads, as we discovered in the past or looked up in the past, but very similar. Um, but they all have the same colors, and, and it's definitely a different look than, than the others that we normally see in, in different places. Well, apparently this planet – here's something I couldn't figure out. I am thinking Ahsoka – and we can talk about this more, but I'm thinking she's probably, while these are her, she keeps calling them her people. I don't think she's actually spent a lot of time here or knows a lot of people here um, because it didn't seem like she had any specific relationships. It was more just like, yeah, they're my race. I'm mm-hmm. from that planet uh, or at least my lineage is from that planet. So I don't know. How, I, I'm not sure. Maybe y'all can fill me in a little bit later about uh, what Ahsoka's background is, if you know anything more than me. Um, but they are peaceful people. They will not get involved in any war. Um, They just want to stay neutral in the conflict, which we know um, usually means that the separatists are going to take advantage of them, right? Um, They believe they can go undergo some negotiations with the separatists and come out okay. But the separatists show up with a Zargarian commander who's sort of a, it's kind of like a Khajiit, like a Catman from Skyrim. Um, And he basically is from a planet of of slavers. And um, so we don't really know what happens to them initially, but Ahsoka, Obi-Wan and Anakin show up on the planet with some clones and battle the droids who have occupied there, but they don't see any Torgarians. Am I saying that right? Torgarian? I think that's right. They don't see any of the Torgarians, but they, they basically win. They win the advantage over the droids. Um, They overpower them. Uh, and Obi-Wan goes up to talk to the Zargarian Catman commander. And that commander says that he has placed bombs all over the city. And if they don't do everything he tells them to do, then he's going to blow them up and kill the Torgarians who he claims are hidden away somewhere on the planet. Well, Obi-Wan basically says, Hey, why don't you fight, fight me like a, like a man or like a Zargarian? And he can't resist. So he and Obi-Wan get into a fist fight. Um, and Obi-Wan is basically letting the guy win so that he creates a distraction so that Anakin and Ahsoka and the clones can go and disarm the bombs. Well, they go disarm the bombs. Uh, and then the Zargarian commander flees. They take down his ship and he reveals to them that, that he has captured and enslaved all of the Torg. Torgarians. All right. In the next episode, um, Anakin and Ahsoka pose as a master and a slave with him as the master and she is a slave. And they go and are going to try to gain an audience with the queen on the planet. Zy, uh, is it Zyger? Zygeria, maybe? I think so. Is it Zygeria? Is that because they're Zygerians? Mm-hmm. So, um, so on the, on the slave planet, they basically go and decide that they're going to uh, pose as, as master and slave and, and get an audience with the queen by Anakin claiming that he has killed one of her enemies. And while they're doing that, Obi-Wan and Rex, along with some of the 
clones go and disguise themselves and hunt on the planet for where the Targaryens have been taken. Well, Anakin ends up saving the queen's life from one of her slaves who tries to kill her. And then he is brought to this arena, this sort of Coliseum like arena. It's a little bit more like a cube than a, or a, uh, you know, a box than a, than an arena like we would think of in, in Rome or whatever. But, uh, but they're brought to this arena and looking down, um, Obi-Wan is taken out. So Anakin's just basically brought to watch with the queen and Obi-Wan shows up. So again, they've captured him. And so they are putting him in the Serena and making him fight. And she sends Anakin down to basically kill him. So obviously he's not going to do that. They use this as an opportunity to reveal themselves as spies. They all resist together, including Ahsoka, but they lose the fight because of some electric whips that the locals have that, uh, that they're not able to, to resist. Okay. So, um, so they lose the fight. Ahsoka is put into a cage and hung over a cliff. Obi-Wan is sent to a mine on another planet. And Anakin is assigned as bodyguard to the queen with the queen basically saying, look, if you do anything to me and you don't obey my orders, I'm going to kill your friends. So Anakin is, has no choice, uh, he feels, but to, to obey and submit to the queen. here. All right. In the next episode, the queen meets up with Dooku and Anakin basically taunts her saying, hey, you know what? You're, you act like you're the big boss and you're enslaving all these people, but really you're just a slave to Dooku. You're just like these other slaves. And she's kind of ticked off about that. Um, but, uh, but she basically leaves Anakin behind and then goes to face Dooku, goes to have a discussion with Dooku. While she is gone, Anakin escapes. He frees Ahsoka and then he goes back to get the queen because he needs to know where Obi-Wan is being hidden. Well, the queen ends up having a confrontation with Dooku where she refuses to do what Dooku tells her, which is to kill the Jedi rather than enslave them, uh, Anakin in particular. And so um, Dooku ends up force choking her. Um, but Anakin shows up, saves her. Um, they escape, but she is already too far gone. So she does tell, tell them where Obi-Wan is located, but she, she also ends up dying. They head to the facility, the slave facility, slave training facility. Uh, what do they call it? Um, not conditioning, but something like that. Do y'all remember the word? They kept saying it over and over again. Was it processing? Processing. Yeah, I think for the processing. Yeah. Um, so they go to the processing, the slave processing facilities, where they basically just try to break them mentally um, by not, not giving them any relief from their suffering for a long period of time. Uh, Obi-Wan's particular brand of suffering is interesting because they're basically saying, look, if you act up, we're going to start killing other people. And they do it a few times. And so he's like, okay, you know, he realizes he's on a very short leash. And if he does anything, it's going to hurt others. And they have basically tapped into his nature and they've got it. You know, it's like checkmate. We know you're not going to resist because we know that, that the cost that we have assigned to your resistance is too great for you to, to bear. So anyway, Anakin shows up and doesn't care. He's just like, all right, we're going to, people may die, but we're going to, we're going to free Obi-Wan. So he goes in and brings reinforcements. Um, they attack the facility. Um, uh, they, let's see. I have a lapse in my notes here. Let's see. Okay. Yeah. So they, they attack the facility and then, uh, basically are victorious. Obi-Wan is saved. And we can talk about some of the details of what happens there um, when we get into the, the further discussion, because there's an interesting confrontation with 
Obi-Wan, where he um, is basically unwilling to kill the commander, but then Rex does it. And so, you know, that's, that was interesting. And then there's a, uh, you know, the difference between Anakin and Obi-Wan, I think is significant there with Anakin, not really worried about who dies as long as they accomplish their mission and Obi-Wan being a little bit concerned about the innocence. Um, but at the end of the day, the, the, uh, the big boss at the facility basically is sending the tar- Targaryens to their doom. But for whatever reason, it's done through a very slow moving platform that that's going to take, you know, a good 10 minutes before they all fall to their death. And that gives the Republic ship time to swoop in and, and save. Uh, most, if not all, of those who are left, although there didn't seem to be very many. Mm-hmm. So that's the end of the arc. Did I miss anything important? I think that's pretty much it, right? Yeah. yeah. If you did, we'll cover it. Okay. So going back to your, your first comment there about Ahsoka and her world, um, John, you, you tell me if I'm, if I'm off here, but I think since the Jedi actively seeked out force sensitive babies that she was probably taken from her home when she was a baby toddler age. And so I would guess that's probably why she doesn't really know anyone from the planet since they couldn't really have connections, Um, you know, and probably send, you know, to Jedi Academy, become a youngling. That's, that's my thoughts on that. Yeah. It's kind of my thoughts as well. You know, they get them when they're young so that they can't, um, build up those fears and, and connections and all those things that lead to the dark side eventually. Um, like, you know, Anakin basically was, was old for being, uh, being taken by the Jedi. Um, it's true. And then, you know, you think of Luke, he's like really old. Too old, too old, too old. Too old. The That's right. Yep. Um, and so, uh, and I mean, he did make some mistakes. So, uh, yeah, um, I, that that was my assumption. Just, well, she didn't know anybody because uh, she's never probably didn't have a whole lot of memories of being there, uh, if any. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. I was kind of uh, I kind of expected her race to be more like her. Right. Mm. You know, and they were not. They were basically lemurs. Yeah. Tailheads. Like it well. And they, yeah, they, they just did whatever. Okay. Just, you know, we don't even know. And they were taken as slaves um, because they just wanted to stay out of it. And Ahsoka wouldn't do that. Was it ever explained why they actually took them as slaves? You know, I know we can say, Oh, well, you know, to sell them for money or to, you know, maybe mine their planet for resources. But honestly, why? Clearly, the Republic knows this is a planet because they have a Jedi from this planet. So it's not like it's some outer rim place that they never go. So what, you know, was there a tactical advantage to taking this planet? Was that ever explained or was that just sort of glossed over? So I kind of took it as this was the plan from the beginning. Um, When Dooku shows up, he's bringing the Zygerian commander with him. Like, why would they go to that planet? What's what's the point? I think the reason for going there was to get those people to for the separatists to basically appease the Zygerians and get their support. Oh, okay. That makes sense. sense. It's like Dooku basically saying, All right, you guys you guys need some slaves, you want to start your slave empire. Well, that will make you more powerful. You're on you're an ally with me, so that's a good thing. 
Um, it'll make you more loyal to me, maybe if you get something out of it. So let's let's go over this planet and take these people, and you can restart your slave empire that was brought to an end by the Republic. So, sort of maybe a goodwill gesture from Dooku um, to the Zygerians to to get them some economic benefit from these innocent people. So, I was proud of Anakin, though. I'm going to say that during the first episode because they really made a point to indicate that he hated hated. The slavers. Oh, yeah. And so at the very end of the episode, when he actually actively resisted killing the head slaver, that, you know, that was a, yo, good, good for you, Anakin. You know, you showed some uh, self-restraint there, which you you don't always do. And (laughs) we know that it gets harder for you because of the movies. But (laughs) um, so that that was neat, you know, character development to actually see that he still actively fighting those urges at this point. And we find out that the reason why he hates them is, is pretty justified. It was these Zygerian slavers who enslaved his mother and sold her to the Hutt clan, which ended up resulting in her eventual death. Right. We've already seen, he's already, you know, slaughtered a lot of, a lot of people because of his rage over that. So, um, so you definitely see where this is a, this is a really, really sensitive spot for him for good reason. This, this people in particular are, are a very, uh, uh, very nasty group of folks in his history. So. Funny you mentioned the, the Jedi, um, uh, you know, not, not killing people, um, uh, unarmed basically and how it's, you know, that's kind of like a noble concept, but, uh, whenever we see it, and I was thinking about this, whenever we see it, they seem to be disappointed. You know, um, somebody reminds them, ah, 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 that's not what Jedi do. And it's not like, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. I'm a very noble person. I'm not going. They, it's like, Ugh. yeah, right. You know, <laughs> every time it happens, they're like, you're right. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> well, and to add to that, I alluded to this before. But at the end of that third episode, when when the uh, the the leader, the guy in charge of that slave facility, is like, "No, no, you are a Jedi. I know I am safe because I am yeah. unarmed. You can't kill yeah. me." Obi Wan's just like, "Oh yeah, you're right. I can't kill you." And winks at him or whatever. Doesn't really, but essentially does. Yeah. And looks over at Rex, who kills him. <laughs> it's yeah. just like, what are you even? What are you? Yeah. Even, like. I didn't technically break the Jedi way, you know. I just, right. I just uh, Rex did, and he's not a Jedi, so he's. A, it's, it was just a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it is. Not it's like, heartfelt, uh, <laughs> right? They're 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 keeping the law, but yeah. not really, right? Not it's the like spirit of the law. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. But I think Obi Wan and Anakin are similar in that. But I think some Jedi are sincere. Like I imagine that you know, like a Qui Gon Jinn. Probably insincerity is like, no, I'm noble. I'm not going to do this. You know, um, Yoda, I imagine, would be the same way. And, and maybe even some of the others that we've seen. But um, but they don't all exist on that spectrum. And uh, that's actually reminding me. Do you all remember the episode about, um, boy, this is a, a distant callback, but where they broke into Dooku's castle and there was that young, new hothead Jedi he was like recently made a master or something, or maybe he was still an apprentice. I don't even remember, but he was just like uh, way too aggressive and way too emotional and angry about everything. I, was that the one when they were breaking into Grievous's? Yeah, did, well, who did I say? 
you said Dooku. Dooku, no, I meant Grievous. Yeah, yeah. Grievous's castle, Grievous's lair. Um, so you definitely see a range, right? And I think Obi-Wan and Anakin are, are on the side of, you know, they probably still believe in the ideals of the Jedi, but that doesn't mean they always like it. <laughs> Whereas others, I think, are, are much more, uh, um, more sincere. <laughs> it really makes me think that comment that you say, if maybe Anakin is pulling, um, you know, I literally just lost the name. What are we? Um, Jedi. Jedi, help me. Obi-Wan. Um, Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan, thank you. If he's pulling Obi-Wan closer to his side, since there is no Qui-Gon Jinn there. Mm-hmm. You know, because you just made that comparison, but Obi-Wan was trained by Qui-Gon. So, you know, clearly he would have been more favored towards that type of mentality. But maybe now with Anakin and no Qui-Gon, he's leaning more towards that yeah. side. But that brings us back to the Battle of the Fates, right? The song title of the battle between Darth Maul and Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan where, uh, you know, basically this outcome is going to determine the future of the galaxy because of how it affects Anakin. And if Qui-Gon had lived and trained Anakin, things may have gone very differently. Mm. Um, But Obi-Wan trained Anakin and Obi-Wan just wasn't ready for it. Obi-Wan's kind of a hothead himself who doesn't always follow the rules. And so that wasn't, that maybe wasn't what Anakin needed. Yeah. You know, and I guess that that is a struggle for Jedi's is not to kill people. Sure. Um, it's a struggle for me every day. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, you think if somebody's capable of of killing it's not someone a struggle for me, <laughs> <it's> a, <laughs> not anymore. Not every day. Anymore. Not every day. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but I, I, they are very powerful, right? Very capable of of killing and taking over situations and um, but they can't use that, that power that way. Um, but you know, Mace, uh, Mace Windu, um, that's that he was, he was going to kill uh, Palpatine right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and at that point, you know, I'm, you're, you're watching it, wanting him to, um, <laughs> but right. uh but that's not but the Anakin's Jedi way, right? The one that, yeah, and that's that's conflicting for Anakin there because Anakin's sure. like, no, that's not what we do, right? Um, and then he goes completely anti-Jedi after that. But yeah, yeah. So, what did y'all think about the episodes in general, though, with the cultures and the the, the circumstances? And um, and I'm trying to think. It seems like maybe there was a cool fight scene in there somewhere. Oh yeah, Dooku versus yeah, Anakin was pretty cool uh, when Anakin went in to save the queen. Um, I love seeing Dooku point his lightsaber at him, you know, while he's throwing his whip and, and, you know, Anakin is, is not much of a match for him with just the whip. Right. Um, but uh, that was Anakin, right? That wasn't Obi-Wan. Yeah, that was Anakin. Cause Obi-Wan was, was on the, oh, he was enslaved on the other planet, but, um, but I liked that fight. I thought it was a cool fight. Um, I love seeing Dooku's style. It's very, uh, it's almost like a classy way of fighting. <laughs> um, and I don't know what you, you call it, but I've seen some YouTube videos where they go into all this detail about like, well, here's this fighting style and he's using this style, which is true of sword fighting. And, and this other person has this style. I know Anakin style is like really aggressive. Dooku style is more strategic and, and, 
and uh, reactive, I guess. Um, it's almost like somebody who's really good at fencing. Like, sure. You know, he just kind of got it out there and he, uh, you know, right. Not, not super physical. Um, right. Yeah. And the way he's, he's not jumping around and ducking and stuff like that. Like some Jedi do. Sure. Um, it's methodical more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did y'all like the, uh, not the, the Torgerians, the Zy- is it Torgerians and Zygerians or something? The cat people. What y'all think about the cat people? I was okay with it. I mean, it did remind me of Skyrim. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Khajiit. Uh, yeah. It was the Khajiit. And, uh, yeah. I don't know. They were fine. I, I didn't love them. I, I thought the design. But um, but it's better than the shark people, you know. It was, I mean, yes, yes, yes it's true. <laughs> Not as good as the fish people, though. I think Admiral Akbar has a better design. Yeah, so, so far the sure. fish people are my favorite. So I'm not say calamari. <laughs> yeah, they're they're kind of on the right. they're kind of on the the level for me with the cat people and the squid people. I like them about equally as far as design goes. Um, but I would go with the calamari being higher, and then the uh, the shark people being. Um, uh, a race I would prefer to never see again. So. Right. Along with the lemurs. Along with the lemurs. Yeah. That's, the lemurs are below, even below the shark people for me. <laughs> so. well, Wouldn't mind seeing an episode where the lemurs crazy are crazy for the water. <laughs> Getting eaten by the shark people, but crazy. Right. Frog, yeah. Crazy frog's pretty bad too. <laughs> oh, no, they're not terrible. This. So, so I think why I'm okay with them, even though they're cats, um, is because of the powerful, um, and the fighting style they're in, you know, they didn't seem goofy. The shark just seemed goofy. Sure. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah I think you're right. And he was strong, but he was just goofy. Like, yeah. Like he looked like a, Oh, I forgot. Street what, yeah. Street yeah. sharks. Yeah. Street sharks. <laughs> but, but the, the cats, it's, it's more believable. Um, yeah. in the, the, I don't know. The aggressive nature of them, the slavery. Sure. Yeah. I think cats would enslave all of us if they could. Mm, uh, no doubt. I see your point. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. <laughs> Have y'all heard about, isn't it, um, there's like a, a, a thing you can catch from cat poop that makes you really home, like you don't ever want to leave your house, um, mm. and it makes you really focused on caring for your cats. No way. So like, yeah, yeah. John dad was telling me about this sometime. I forget what it is, but, but it's something in cat poop where like some cat owners catch this thing and it makes them like crazy cat people (laughs) to where they just take, that's what they do. Their life becomes taking care of cats. Um, and so I think that's, uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think cats, are you looking it up, Drew? Yeah. I don't know what, how to Google this disease maybe. (laughs) So we're we're talking about this and I'm sitting in my basement actually. Oh yeah, and there's uh, six cats down here. What are they yours? And, yeah, they're mine. And one you of them's six just cats. One of them's just staring at me. <laughs> you know, kitty kitty. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, like yes. Andrew, eat it. Toxoplasmosis. Is that it? Eating poorly. Exposure to infected cat species. But what does it do? No, I think that's just a disease cats catch. Causes mental illness. Can cat... Okay, here we go. Reality check. Can cat poop cause mental illness? 
I don't know. We're not going to read this whole article right now on the <laughs> on <a> live <laughs> yeah. podcast. So, so you know, listeners, if, if that's not true, I'm sorry, but I'm going to still pretend like it's true because I think it's kind of funny, um, kind of scary, but but kind of funny. Um, all right, I don't know. I think you guys. I thought the slave. <laughs> hey, there's a cat. I thought the slavery was was um, a cool element here. Um, oh, look at that. Okay. We, we got to pause. We got to pause our discussion here because I'm going to describe what we're seeing on screen. We have a mama cat with how many is that? Four baby cats or five? Five, five, five baby cats. So there's the six. Okay. Yeah. How old are those cats, John? They are like uh, a week. Wow. Maybe. Cool. That's why I was like six cats. <laughs> yep. six yeah. I had cats. to explain myself. <laughs> I'm not a crazy cat person. Not I've not been eating cat, cat food or cat poop. <laughs> cat poop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we moved, since oh, we just moved, man. we moved a pregnant cat. Uh, our cat went and got pregnant right before we moved. So. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, had healthy, healthy cats. Did any of them die or did, was it just five? No, it's just five. Cool. Nice. You got an ad up yet? Uh, no, I, we've got a barn. And so they're probably just going to all go. Uh, oh, really? Catch mice. Barn cats. Have a cat barn. Yep. Okay. Yep. Catch mice. Right. That's wonderful. That'll be fun. It's cool. Anyways. All right. Back um, to the Khajiit <laughs> race of slavers. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I liked them. I liked, I liked sort of the the dilemmas that were placed in front of people where it was like, they tapped into Obi-Wan's weakness by saying, if you do anything, we're going to punish innocent people. Um, they exposed sort of Anakin's weakness toward his friends, um, where it was like, if you do anything, then we're going to hurt your friends. Um, Ahsoka just got trapped in a cage. So it wasn't that greatest episode for her, I guess, but <laughs> <laughs> Um, I did like the the scene where she was sitting there and she's kind of getting taunted by one of the slavers who had her in the cage and she about pulled him off the edge. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. That was good. Uh, that was of cool. Course. Yeah. Just uh, kind of nonchalantly like, shoot, like I could kill you right now if I wanted to, I'm and, choosing and to be here and I'm choosing to keep you alive. So yeah, we've, we've talked about this, but uh, I didn't think of it until you, you mentioned that. So everybody else had like an emotional struggle with what to do right. And yeah. Ahsoka is the only one we see not, and this is her race. Hmm. Good so that's kind of interesting. She's like the, the most focused one here. Sure. Yeah, she's got her head on straight. Really, her only struggle with this is just keeping her master in line, keeping Anakin yeah. in line. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's cool. She's definitely matured hmm. a lot. Um, and we'll see that in the next episode, too, that, that she's she's got a lot of maturity under her belt yeah. and she can carry her own weight at this point um, in her Jedi career. So pretty cool. All right. Let's rank it. John, you go first. So are we we just ranking uh, this this first arc. We'll do the next episode. OK, um, just the three episodes, the first three episodes. I'll, I'll probably give it a six. Um, okay. I wasn't just like blown away by anything. Uh, uh, it was enjoyable. Um, and I, I was probably more a five before, but talking about the uh, similarities on here with, uh, uh, with Anakin and the struggles that he had and all kind of brought it up to at least a six for me. Okay. I'll go seven. 
I, uh, and nothing like seven is a pretty good rating for me. I, mean, I thought it was a good episode. Didn't think it was great, but I thought it was pretty good. So, um, for all the reasons I gave, I mean, I, I liked the aesthetics of it all. I liked the attitudes that were portrayed. I wasn't the biggest fan, I guess, of, and I mentioned this sort of as a positive, um, but uh, I, I liked that they did it but I wasn't the biggest fan of exactly how Obi-Wan's dilemma was implemented. It seemed like he gave up a little bit too easy there. And I know that was just a plot device. And so I was kind of okay with it. Like they didn't give all the details to exactly everything he experienced that led him to that point. But, um, but they definitely showed us enough to, to give us some information about his character that I thought was valuable in, in that he cares so much about innocent people. So overall, I liked what that did, but I also felt like it made him look a little bit weaker um, and less strategic and more mentally vulnerable than he actually has been portrayed to be up to this point. Um, I did really like uh, the confrontation. <laughs> I didn't mention this, but I really liked in the confrontation when he was uh, basically allowing himself to get beat up by the Zargarian when, when it was done and they got mess, they got word that all the bombs had been diffused. Um, he, I mean, he beat, he did the beat down. You know, I loved when he picked up the two droids and just like squeezed his hands together and crushed them into balls. Mm. <laughs> and it was just like, they didn't stand a chance. Like if he had been on his game, they wouldn't have stood a chance right. that, that, that Zygerian commander wouldn't have stood a chance. It was simply there as a, as a distraction. I thought that was a cool element. So yeah, a lot, a lot of things I liked about the episode, definitely oh. giving a, giving it a set in there. I will say that scene where he was getting beat up and then the switch yeah. Would have right. been a, a really cool live action scene um, because, you know, you just don't get the effects of a, a cartoon character getting beat up generally. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but if a real person was getting bloodied and, you know, it right. looks like they're about, and then all of a sudden the bombs are diffused and he's like, stands right. up, gets the lightsaber. Right. Crushes, crushes the, the droids. droids. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, that would be a really cool scene. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, I and, and I liked when that. they took down the ship too. I liked when Anakin and Ahsoka in that scene, like, like sort of propelled themselves Oh, and I didn't mention this, but I always liked the beasts. Um, at least most of the beasts. Uh, I don't like the little wimpy, weak, annoying ones all the time, but I really like the big scary ones. And I really liked the sort of gliding squirrel, big mouth lizard creatures that they were flying on in, uh, Zygeria. I thought those were some pretty cool, some pretty cool mounts for them. So, Anyway, I think that was Zygeria. Was that Zygeria or was that Toygeria? I'm getting all the names mixed up, guys. I don't know. <laughs> Wherever it was that they were. So, seven. Drew? I'm giving it a seven, too. I was at a six, but actually, it's it's gone up just talking about it, too. Same as you, John. Um, the, I guess the mental, psychological aspect of this episode really, I, I enjoyed it a lot more, especially talking it out, how... You know, the idea of Obi-Wan and him having these dilemmas, because right when he landed on the uh, that planet, remember the the keeper, the warden, whatever you want to call him, he dropped, what, like 15 people to their death right in front of him. He's yeah, like, that was cool. He didn't give him a warning. He's like, right. this is going to happen, sucker. Like, you know, stay in line. Mm-hmm. And so that really got me thinking just the mentality of Obi-Wan going through all of this. That was really mentally you know emotionally and that had to be draining on him and so that and then the other thing that we didn't really talk a whole lot 
about, but um, you know, the Dooku Anakin fight scene, and then just the, the dichotomy of the queen as well. When Anakin was like, you are a slave. And yet the irony that she is the slave queen of sorts, but how she's is really mm-hmm. a slave to mm-hmm. Dooku. And so th- there was just some interesting mm-hmm. facets to it that I enjoyed. And Dooku is really a slave to Palpatine. Yeah. Right. The only person who's not a slave is yeah. Palpatine. Although Palpatine maybe is a slave to his own ambition. There's, there's always a bigger fish. There's always a bigger fish. <laughs> <laughs> Good call out, John. Episode one. All right. Okay. Next arc. Just a one episode arc here. The separatists in the Republic have met together on Mandalore to try to have some kind of a negotiation. I don't know if they're vying for peace or exactly what's going on, but, but they're basically treating Mandalore as a neutral ground where they can have a civilized talk. Um, and this is not the Dooku element, right? Dooku is the corruption among the separatists, but the separatists also have sort of their own government that they just, their, their rebellious government that they've established counter to the Republic where they don't want to be under the Republic's influence uh, and laws anymore. And so there's maybe some, there are some, they're not all necessarily bad guys, um, but, uh, but they're definitely, they're, their strings are being pulled by the big baddies. So, although that's true on the Republic side too, if we're being honest here. So um, during these negotiations, Lex Bontari walks in and Lex uh, appeared in a previous episode. He was one of the young guys that Ahsoka met, um, a friend of Padme's son, I believe. Is that right? Yeah. That sound right? Okay. And, and, and she was actually killed by Dooku. And so that's what Lex Bontari comes in and, and is basically like, Hey, let me tell you something about Count Dooku. Um, he killed my mom in cold blood. And when he says that, the separatists who are there basically accuse him of falsely accusing Dooku and arrest him and take him away. Um, Dooku pipes in, uh, and, and over a communicator basically orders that he be executed. And so these droids are taking him away to be executed, but Ahsoka, um, she's actually with Padme as part of the negotiation. She's, I guess, sort of Padme's bodyguard, or maybe all of the Republic there's bodyguard, um, or assigned to duty there somehow for some reason. Uh, and she goes after Lex and rescues him from the droids. Um, but while they're on a ship following this, I'm, I'm not sure how they ended up on the ship. I don't remember all the details, but he basically knocks her out and then flies the ship over to meet with the Death Watch. If you'll remember the Death Watch are those who have basically taken up sort of taken up sort of the ancient Mandalorian warrior mantle um, in a very corrupt and evil way. Um, and so Lex's plan is to give the death watch Dooku's location. And I forget what, how he has it. Drew was trying to explain it to me earlier, but I, he knows where Dooku is for some reason. And it has something to do with the, the accusation that he made in front of the council. I don't know. Um, but, um, but he basically is going to give that location to the death watch. And then the death watch are going to go and attack Dooku and take him out. That's the plan. Well, while they are together, the, uh, the death watch, um, have enslaved some of the local uh, native villagers on the planet that they're staying on. And when one of those villagers comes in and basically says, Hey, we don't want you, we don't want you here anymore. We want you to leave. Uh, we want you to leave and leave us alone. Um, they go in and burn down their village and, and start killing them. But Ahsoka steps in and tries to intervene. Um, 
and uh, ends up getting captured, I believe, at the end of that. But then R2-D2 gets word of it. R2-D2's with him. I didn't mention that. And he rallies up some droids who he has just assisted repairing. Um, and they uh, help <laughs> help the uh, resistance against the death watch, death watch that results in Ahsoka being freed and getting her lightsaber back. And then they all escape from the Death Watch. So we don't know if the Death Watch ever attempts to carry out their mission to assassinate Dooku. Maybe we'll hear about that later. I don't know. But the bottom line is, um, Ahsoka, um, and, and Lex, Lux, excuse me, not Lex, not Lex Luthor, Lux Bontari get away and Lux escapes, um, the ship that he's on with Ahsoka. Maybe escape is the wrong word, but he gets out of it. He jumps into an escape pod and, and launches himself away. I don't think we know where to, mm. uh, but that that's what ends the episode is that he ends up separating himself from, uh, from Ahsoka. And then I guess Ahsoka just flies home. All right. What'd you guys think? I enjoyed it. You know, Mandalorian's out right now. So anytime that Mandalorian, um, you know, yeah. are in this in Clone Wars at all. It's always exciting to see. And it it was another one of those episodes where it gave some some good thought to really consider the the old trope, the old saying that uh, my enemy's enemy is my friend. It's like, well, not not really. I mean, your enemy's enemy is now also trying to kill you, too. So, um, you know, there's some there were some good things to think about in there. Um, and it was cool, like I said, just to always. And we saw the dark saber come out again this episode. So that was cool. Yeah, I really liked the fight scenes on uh, when they were when they were in the village, and it was burning up, and there was snow falling. So there was fire in the background of these burning buildings, and then there was a blizzard going at the same time. And then you had the lightsabers and the dark sabers and the lasers and the jetpacks. And all the, the way that the lighting and the colors were in that scene was really, really cool. I just loved the, um, the aesthetics of it all. Uh, and, and so that added a lot to the episode for me. Um, but not a whole lot happened. I mean, it was just kind of, I didn't really get the point of any of this. So to, uh, to Drew's point, uh, anything right now. And if you haven't seen the Mandalorian, I have not. All right, Cliff. John, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm through season one. <laughs> so let me just say, and I'm not going to spoil anything, but as I watch The Mandalorian, yeah, even season one, <laughs> I, uh, uh, I'm like, man, this, you know, this is cool because of other things, right? Right. Oh, all right, I'll stop talking about it. Okay, all right. I'm, I mean, I've already seen the dark saber. You've seen the dark the, saber. The first that's, yeah, that's cool. So, so and anything I imagine like it still that still comes out because that uh, you know the chicken guy, um, <laughs> right? No spoilers. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, he's got the dark saber, and he's he kind of ends the first season as like you know he's coming back in the second season with a vengeance. Um, so, if you uh, haven't watched it, John, I haven't seen any of season two yet. <laughs> I know. I know. I'll get to it. Okay. I'll get to well, it. I, hey, I have to wait on Shauna. No. I'll, I'll it, try to say really it loud enough so she can hear me in the background. I have to wait on Shauna. <laughs> um, yeah. I think we're, what, five episodes into the season now? Something like that. Got another one coming out tomorrow, right? Yeah. 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 Maybe I'll catch up someday. 
I will catch up someday. Yeah. <laughs> Got to get Sean on board. <laughs> oh, man. This was about to be a uh, Mandalorian podcast, too. Oh, we can do it some uh, other time. Maybe, maybe, when, maybe at the end of season two, we can, we can do an episode where we take a break from Clone Wars and we talk about the first couple seasons of Mandalorian. That might be a lot of fun. So maybe. All right. Anyways, yeah. So now I will say Death Watch. Yeah. Um, you, you see them being really cruel again. Oh, yeah. And even probably more so. I mean, yeah, it's destroyed, but no, no, no. The villagers—they burned down oh, an innocent right. village, and they're yeah, enslaving they those the villagers. villagers and, and I guess I, that sounds—I I felt bad for the droids. I do, too. <laughs> I do too. I'm with you, John. At the beginning, I felt really bad, like they were torturing them. Right. Uh, villagers. No, the droids were good back. with it. They were like, "You must rebuild us so we can be target practice again." That's what they told R two D two. It was like Toy Story. They were good one, with it. That scene yeah, it was. like fix us. <laughs> Be nice to your toys, Mandalorian. (laughs) We see everything. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but no, I I mean, I did. uh, Some of that was kind of silly, but I did like it. Uh, uh, You know, so. Yeah, I liked it. And just, I mean, they were super cruel. Uh, You kind of, at least I kind of think of Mandalorians as, as not being like that. But they are members of the Death Watch, right? Um, Death Watch is not normal. It's like there's Mandalore, right? There's those Mandalorians, but those Mandalorians don't really have the warriors associated with them anymore right. because they've they've decided they're going to pursue a path of peace. So there is a a a segment that is split off and um, sort of taking up the mantle of warrior, but they're obviously not doing it in the right way, right? They're not exactly. doing it in the this is the way way right that they it's do not it's not noble it's yeah. a corruption of it's like a game you know it's like a bad yeah. game yeah and so that's I'm, I'm interested to see the progression or digression of death watch um in may and hopefully some more episodes that we get to so sure mm-hmm. cool well i don't have a whole lot else to say about this episode do either one of y'all have anything in particular that stood out to you that you want to comment on here oh um I guess she she chose not to go after the escape pod because definitely a ship could definitely catch its own escape pod, wouldn't you think? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, she must have just chosen to let him. It was like, well, he chose that. I tried to talk him out of it. He chose it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. They obviously have the hots for each other, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, they have feelings they haven't worked out yet. <laughs> right, right, right. And posed in this episode as uh, an engaged couple. Right. That's right. how he justified her being with him initially when he went. To oh, yeah. The, the kiss. Watch. And they kissed each other. And the Mandalorian you know, walked a, in and he was like, oh, right. Ah. And kissing her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it looked it. They did a good job. This is this will sound a little weird. Maybe they did a good job making it look like he had no idea what he was doing. He was like kind of right. like smacking his lips really awkwardly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and she's probably like, oh, so, yeah. She may have been really relieved when he launched that escape pod that she didn't have to you know, be like nodded. <laughs> okay, I'm not no way. that guy. I did. I said what I felt like I needed to say. He's gone. <laughs> yeah, that was a relief. Yep. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, if there's nothing else, let's rank it. All right, Drew. Why don't you go first? I'll go first one? this time. I'm going to give it a five. I, I enjoyed what I saw. I really hope they bring him back to do more things with him and Ahsoka in future Clone Wars episodes. You, you want him to bring Lux back? 
Yeah, like to bring them back oh, okay. together, like to another connection, to maybe further the story, the plot. Okay. Um, so you kind of like Lux then? Yeah. I mean, we've seen them before. We see them now. All right. I feel like there has to be, let me refresh, let me go back. I would like to think there is some, some sort of real story they're going to tell in that this is, they're piecemealing it to bring it up to a larger, impactful story in the future. Um, other, I mean, why have a, a love interest for Ahsoka if you're not going to actually do something with it at some point? Uh, so uh, that's, that's my hope there. And so, but at this point, I really don't know where they're going with it. And as you mentioned, it's sort of a, it is a standalone episode. So it doesn't really connect at this point in my mind anywhere. You know, there were some cool things, you know, the cool fight scenes, um, you know, some more dilemma issues, but not, not a whole lot really for me. So, so five, five. Yeah. John. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to be a six with this as well. Um, I, and, and it's probably, it's probably higher than it, maybe it deserves to be, but I'm just on the, uh, I'm the Mandalorian high right yep. now as well. And, uh, <laughs> uh, but also the, uh, the, the scenes with the, I mean, the jetpacks and the Mandalorians blowing yeah. up and, oh, yeah. and the chase scene where they're, they're fleeing, uh, and yeah. they're, they're after them. I thought that was a really cool scene. Yeah. Um, Cause you're like, Oh, these Mandalorian warriors are going to kill them. Um, and I don't know. I, it, it was, I don't know. It probably, I, you know, I'm going to say seven um, okay. because I enjoyed it more than the previous arc. And I gave it a six. Sure. That's fair. I enjoyed it a little bit less than the previous arc. Um, I, uh, I'm a six. Uh, I, I don't like Lux. I, I don't like their relationship. I don't like the tension between them. Um, I, it's not that I don't think it's appropriate or it's not, not that they didn't do a decent job with it. I'm just not a big fan of it. I just, you know, um, just don't care to see a lot, a lot more of it. Ahsoka deserves better than Lux. <laughs> Although I don't really see Ahsoka settling down. It's just, she didn't come across to me as the kind of person who would ever really work out in a, in a romantic relationship very well. Um, for one thing, she's not allowed to, right? Cause she's a Jedi. Isn't that right? Did, didn't we decide yeah. Jedi are allowed to sleep around, but they're not allowed to settle down. Come on. <laughs> let's be honest. Who has that ever really stopped? Um, <laughs> not Anakin. I mean, we got, we got, a ba- we got a baby Yoda right now. <laughs> oh, um, <no>. So let's <laughs> hold your horses before we, uh, oh, we, we figure true. out. Come on. That's <laughs> How how closely sure. they follow this Jedi law. <laughs> so no, that might have been before. Life I need not have for me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they just spawn them, like it just falls off of them and starts growing. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, what was I watching the other day? Oh, it's like uh in in Ralph Breaks the Internet. John, have you seen that? You know that underground guy that has a little dude growing out of his chest? Right. Yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah. that. They just sort of grow out of themselves. <laughs> just, just pull them out someday. Like you're you know, sort of off a budding or, Yeah, like you're picking up a scab. You just pull that little kid out of your skin someday. It's gross. <laughs> Anyways, um, Ahsoka not having a relationship. So yeah, so not not a big fan of that. Uh, but I. 
loved the look. And that was really the biggest thing in this episode for me was that it looked awesome. Um, uh, I, there was nothing in particular about the fight scenes that was choreographed in, in any way that blew me away. Um, there was nothing that really stood out to me about the plot, but I just thought, again, I already mentioned it, but I just thought that snowy, fiery, you know, battle, um, lightsabers and dark sabers, just the way everything was coordinating together and the way that it looked, um, was super cool. And, and I think we have finally, I think we've been here for a little bit, but, but there's episodes like this definitely showcase that, Hey, this is, this is a really good looking series at this point. Um, it didn't start out that way, but we are there now. So I expect that to only continue to improve, um, going forward and uh, looking forward to it. Uh, it's a six for me. Didn't hate it. It's it's still positive rating, but, um, but I, I liked the last one better. All right, guys. Uh, let's talk about episodes for next week, Drew. All right. So next week we are doing the Obi Wan undercover arc. That's episode four fifteen to four eighteen. Um, Deceptions, friends and enemies, the box, and crisis on the boo. The boo. Okay. Get a little Gungan action up Back in here. Yeah, that's right. Might be Jar Jar. <laughs> I gotta um, say, season four still is a little bit disappointing to me. Yeah, um, yeah it's I'm ready for some. I've heard it up to be. Yeah, I'm ready for some standout episodes, but maybe we don't get that till season five. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, every time I turn on Disney Plus and I start going through the seasons, I see that first arc that we watched underwater. I'm like, oh, I don't ever want to. <laughs> so <it>. bad. <laughs> I listened to our podcast uh, uh, actually today on my commute. Um, I had to drive and get a get a health assessment thing done for some life insurance, and and um, I listened to to that podcast on my drive. Um, it was fun to listen to, but man, what a what a terrible episode! It reminded <laughs> me of all the all the just really really poor things about it, bad things about it. So, but we'll see. Maybe we'll get some improvement here. All emails. Right. No emails. Um, I didn't no check today emails. actually, but it's been a few weeks and. I don't know. Should we even tell people what our email address is anymore? You know, we've gotten two. We've gotten three, actually, haven't we? We've got no reviews. Um, you can email us at starwarsbrothers at gmail.com. Wait, let me make sure that's right. Hang on. That's not right. <laughs> that's, no, no, no. Excuse me. Star Wars Brothers podcast at gmail.com. Leave maybe if you start a Star Wars Brothers email, you'll find all our emails. That people maybe. That's it. true. Somebody who has a Star Wars Brothers email is like... <laughs> What? Why do I keep getting this stuff? Yeah, <laughs> there's like 15 of these things every week. <laughs> no, we don't get that many listeners. Um, but uh, but yeah, you can email us at Star Wars Brothers Podcast at gmail dot com, and um, and if we take you know uh, five or six weeks before <laughs> before we actually post the episode where we record the uh, the reading of your email, know that it will eventually come. So. Um, no, the last email we got was a was a Google security alert. <laughs> so, <laughs> at least Google likes us. Um, you can also leave leave us a review on iTunes. That'd be pretty cool. I haven't checked those in a while. I'll try to check those before the next time we record. But um, but but uh, but that's great. Those are always the most exciting things to see. Um, right now we're a five star podcast. But um, so but you do can, y'all ever talk about your podcast? 
I do all the time. <laughs> I, I feel and like he I can do too much. Me. Yeah, Drew does. Yeah. No, I think I do too much. And it's kind of afterwards I'm embarrassed about it. Because <laughs> uh, I'll see somebody with like something Star Wars. I'm like, oh, Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, you like all Star Wars? Like I'm trying to segue into like <laughs> if they're like, yeah, except the stupid cartoons. And I'm like, yeah, well. Uh, but if they're like, yeah, I like it all. I'm like, oh, well, if you listen to podcasts. I don't think they ever tune <laughs> yeah. in, but uh, who knows? they can't find it. Who knows? I'll start doing that, though. I'll look for any Star Wars paraphernalia that people have on and be like, you, you. Yeah. <laughs> we should make business cards, guys. Should we pass out business cards? Oh, mm. we can get shirts. We make can shirts. go to Galaxy's Edge, pass out our business card, everyone. You get kicked Sell out. some merch. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you send me 30 bucks, uh, I'll make you a t shirt. <laughs> but I'm not Sweet. doing it until I get the money because that's uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> He'll even sign it. Right. This is kind of like a Kickstarter, you know? It's, yeah. They got to have the money up front. You know, I'm not going to make a t shirt and I get paid for it. <laughs> what if you get like $1,500 this week Ooh. from people yeah. wanting these shirts? And then I would have to put it all back into t-shirts. Yeah. That's right. And that would be an that would be an annoying <laughs> task. <laughs> really annoying. <laughs> he said it though. So guys, everybody Please don't uh, send me. Don't send me. I don't know how you would send me money. I guess you could PayPal my email, but I don't have to accept it. Um I would not accept you it just, actually. You will accept it and you'll make a t-shirt. You just no. told our listeners <laughs> we'll do it. I take it back. Renig. <laughs> The first person to send $30 uh, will get a t-shirt. Everyone else, you'll just lose your money. <laughs> Fine. I'll send you a t-shirt. I'm not going to promise you it's going to be a t-shirt you want. I'm not going to promise you it's going to be relevant. I'm not even going to promise you I'll wash it first. <laughs> I'll send you a t-shirt. <laughs> if we're still doing this next year, we should offer $30 for Star Wars Brothers Christmas card. Hey, that'd yeah. be cool. Yeah. We should. Yeah, we'll do some Patreon tiers. Yeah. For a hundred, for a hundred dollars, yeah, we'll yeah. give you a call on Christmas Eve. Oh, uh, <laughs> we'll give you a shout out by name on our, oh, on our podcast. Yeah, yeah, bro. For two, that's two hundred. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I forgot our tier subscription level. That's right. <laughs> All right, I'm down. Well, good luck getting up. All right. Yeah. Thanks for listening.